Welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I'm going to be talking about the Gold and Glory weekend, more NDA warnings from Jonit, as well as what could be possibly coming with the trailer on March 20th for the one-year anniversary. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, let's talk about the dev update video we got last week. So last week, Joni comes out and lets us know again that the Insider program that was just opened up for us is under NDA, non-disclosure agreement. Now, thankfully, my Discord has been awesome. They have been amazing. I've not, I don't have to worry about them. I think that's the thing that I love the most about them is that they are self-policing. They control themselves. They understand that if I have a channel that is just for pioneers looking for pirates, then all they're going to do is see if there are other pirates that just want to partner up for the pioneer program. They don't talk about what's in it. They don't talk about what's going on it. In fact, the uh, the one of the, the Discord members, Cambonis, who joined the Sea of Thieves forums about 11 months ago, they went ahead and posted links and information in in the Discord just so that others would be able to find each other in the forums and follow each other. That way, and if you want to have like discussions or feedback tips in the forums and you want to be able to find out what other people from the Discord are saying, he gave, uh, or she, I actually don't know, said that they could actually use this to follow each other to make sure that if someone posts something from the discord in the forums that they'd be able to find out about that it's a great way to kind of get involved with the forums a little bit more like i mentioned last week i'm not a big forums person but i do want to do my part in this so i kind of chimed in a little bit this weekend just on some of the stuff that was going on and hopefully that feedback makes a difference and kind of you know helps out it's it's not major but that is something that's active uh that people are getting into and while we're on the topic of the nda and the insider program i just want to let people know that you don't have to try and play coy with calling people out on what is potentially breaking NDA. I'm pretty sure that the people that are in the NDA that are not trying to break the NDA know what they can and can't say, which is pretty much they say nothing. And if they're saying something, there's a good chance that it's probably in the game. I don't think many people are going out of their way to uh, say something that they know would be a breach of NDA, especially when devs are watching and risk losing that uh, access. So if you think someone's breaking NDA, they may not actually be breaking NDA. It might actually just be in the game and you just haven't found it. So before you go making accusations, I would highly recommend doing a little research. Uh, The same thing applies in life when it comes to anything else. You know, before you start, uh, before you start making accusations on someone about something, maybe do a couple seconds worth of googling to find out if that's something that uh, is is actually factual. So that's all I'm really gonna say. I'm not gonna labor too much on that because I don't think it's something worth saying. Uh, but I figured it had to be said at least once. It's not something that I have to deal with with uh, people that I generally interact with. Uh, we've all been very good about our NDAs, and for the most part. I think that's how majority of people are going. 
the stuff that I've seen uh, pop up on Reddit has all been stuff that people are getting smacked down with the ban hammer for. Uh, so I, I can't imagine that, you know, that we're, we're not going to see a whole lot of leaks after a while. The people that, that wanted to do it and have their, their kind of special moment of ruining it for other people or just getting the leak out there because that's what they like to do, then that's what they'll do. Um, again, as far as spoilers go, I'm not going to be talking about anything anymore because I'm in that insider program and I want to make sure that I do my part and I don't want to ruin that for myself. And as a result, I've, I've been pretty happy with that decision. You know, I feel like that's probably the, the best way to go. And if you want to find out what's going on in the, in the insider program, you have to decide if you want to commit to playing unfinished parts of the game, you know, with any beta, with any alpha, with any, any testing, it's, it's always going to be unfinished. So things are going to change. It's a process. They want feedback. They want people committed to giving feedback and they want uh, data. So if you want to know what's going on, just sign up, just, just go to the, the sea of thieves website, uh, click on community and see the little button there for, uh, become a, a uh, an insider and learn more. You can sign up. It's free. And that way you can kind of go in there, but just know that if you do that, you're committing to not talking about it outside of the forums or in game. Uh, that's the whole point is they want to make sure that they're making a polished game for the people who are willing to wait and not find out what's coming. Now, speaking of what's coming. One thing that we did find out was coming beyond just the mega update trailer is a new set of uh, mercenary voyages on the 20th. So if you haven't gotten your wandering reapers set yet, if you haven't gotten that Ghostbuster sales and the uh, black and white liveries, you have till the 20th. Now, hopefully that's already done. Hopefully you don't have to worry about that. If not, I hope that you uh, you don't miss them because the only way you can actually get those is to sail with the Reaper's Mark from the start doing five of the Wanderer's Refuge Reaper's quests from Duke the Dark Lord. Now, once the 20th comes, those will be going away and we'll be getting a new set of voyages for the mercenary stuff. Now, so far, they, they've actually convinced me to start using doubloons. Now, I have a surplus of doubloons so for me it's not as big of a deal to buy these and hang on to them and be able to use them for the the cosmetics that they've given us i i like the payout that that's come from them and it has brought a lot of interesting events to the world we've seen a lot more people either pairing up or being respectful or just outright sinking each other over at wanderer's refuge i've also had a few people in the discord tell me that they've had some great success being able to hide treasure in different spots on the island while they deal with other pirates and come back long after the the battles and still have all of the treasure there it's been really interesting to see how this plays out because it's brought up a lot of the things that we had during the gilded athena something that the first Buildrat adventure uh, mercenary voyage missions tried to give us uh, but didn't really like we knew that there were going to be islands that you go to on a regular basis but the payout wasn't that good this is a 
multiple chapter voyage and I think they've kind of nailed it because you're staying in the same area for a long period of time working on getting incrementally better chests more payout for these these voyages and it feels really good it feels it feels nice to get so much gold out of doing one of these uh, just for you know the five doubloons that it costs and the reaper stuff is nice i i think again uh last time i talked about it i felt like it felt a little generic and we haven't gotten any kind of figureheads for these and i think that's the thing that i really love the most about the the liveries is always it's always the figureheads i've worked really hard to make sure that i get the bear baron bird figurehead the joanna dark figurehead the spinal figurehead you know i've even grinded to pirate legend and athena's 10 just to be able to get the ghostly uh, Athena's figurehead and the and the unicorn and those mean a lot to me you know I, I I put on the spinal figurehead almost every time and not to get too too far away from what I'm talking about is is the the new set of mercenary voyages that we're going to be getting from Duke to Dark Lord I'm hoping that if we do get cosmetics with them that they end up being more figureheads I hope that we get actual figureheads with these sets because right now we're, we're kind of missing that you know we have a flag we have the sails we have the hull and it would be nice if this one tied in some sort of figureheads with them gave us something that was that was really kind of cool and interesting so we'll have to see uh the the 20th is not very far away and i'm looking forward to this new set and i i imagine they'll probably do something similar to the wanderer's refuge joni was he was on twitter well i guess this stuff was planned out a while ago so they probably already have it set up but i know that joe was on twitter uh either today or yesterday uh being that it was the the golden glory weekend and he was talking about the the interest uh, that people had seemed to have. He, he was uh, interested in looking at the kind of analytics going on with the game uh, this weekend. And a lot of that is because it is that, that double XP weekend, that double gold weekend. And I'll talk a little bit more about that and some of the successes that people seem to have had with it. But kind of sticking with the mercenary voyages, um, the Wanderers Reaper stuff is out on the 20th. And I, it, it didn't feel like it was that long. It was a couple weeks. And this was kind of the promise that we had originally when we were getting the Build Route Adventures. Now, back in January, or no, excuse me, back in July of 2018, we were going to be told that we're going to be getting weekly updates with the Build Route Adventures. Those are going to be something that comes out every week. We were going to have one to two. And one thing that they found was that one week was too short. People missed out on stuff. Two weeks was good but they couldn't keep up with the pace of releasing stuff uh, in between major content updates so then they started extending these to monthly and we've been having month-long build rat adventures for a while which has been good it kind of feels like a good filler in between the major content releases but it has been uh, since the devil's roar that we've had a major new introduction to the the game outside of the shrouded spoils which are shrouded spoils for all intents and purposes was a lot of quality of life fog and the mega keg that was a, a majority of it we got some increases to the spawn rates for the uh for the emergent you know world threats you know megs got ramped up and we had different ones we had more skeleton ships wandering around all the forts became active and we had the fog and the mega kegs and those were great but as far as new content goes, uh, outside of the small things that were with Shrouded Spoils, it's been since uh, since since September October that we've had 
the the devil's roar so i'm interested to see you know are, are you guys happy with this are you guys happy with the with the mercenary voyages being rewards for you know doing just repeat missions on the uh on with the the with the the excuse me i'm losing my train of thought uh are you guys happy with the mercenary voyages are there something are they something that you really enjoy doing do you like going out and getting these taken care of as opposed to having a full kind of build red adventure where you go out you grind out a bunch of commendations and you get your doubloons you get your liveries you got your cosmetics and then you're done and not many people do it afterwards as opposed to the mercenary voyages where you have to work on doing the voyages over and over and over again to be able to unlock the cosmetics and there's this this sense of urgency to get those done because once they're once they're gone they're gone and we we used to have that but it used to be available for about a month so you felt like you had some time to get those commendations to get the liveries or the cosmetics and it seems a little bit quicker now how do you feel let me know so this last weekend was amazing it was absolutely amazing this was our first gold and glory weekend and wow a lot of people came out of the woodwork they were sailing they were grinding they were going out into the roar they were doing skeleton forts they were doing reapers marks it was insane just over twitter and reddit the community has been enjoying this weekend and i think this needs to be a very heavily repeated event i think that the golden glory weekend really brings out some of the people that want to play sea thieves but want to feel like they're getting their value in it seeing people talk about getting hundreds of thousands of gold in this weekend by grinding out athena's chest by grinding out forts it's amazing double xp double weekend has pushed a lot of people to try and go for pirate legend just before the march 20th uh cutoff date now again march 20th it's going to be the anniversary. We're getting an update and we're going to be getting cosmetics for anyone as a special gift who or for as a special gift for the, the people that were Pirate Legend before the first year anniversary. And so many people want this. We don't even know what it is, but so many people want this gift that we are pushing ourselves to get Pirate Legend. And a lot of people who were in their mid 30s early 40s are pushing really heavily to try and get it and this weekend was no exception they went out in full force lots of people were helping each other lots of pirate legends were out there dropping voyages they wanted to get into alliances people were earning so much gold and so much experience and a lot of people were trying to benefit off of that as well a lot of people were trying to sink other ships to try and get that it was uh, amazing. In fact, I had a great time sailing this weekend with a few of the members of Discord. We actually managed to get a couple ships together and actually go sailing. But I, I think this is a good idea. I think this is a great way to get the community involved. And by adding new mercenary voyages in with double XP weekends incentivizes people to get up and get going in the world so that they can actually try and really benefit from these new voyages, from these new cosmetics, try and do something and have some good value with it. If you missed out on this, I am really sorry because this was one of the few times where if you didn't get a chance to play during the weekend, you really missed out on a good good potential for earning a lot of gold especially with us knowing that there's a mega update coming soon 
you want to be able to save up gold. You want to be able to get a lot. Now, I know a lot of people out there are Pirate Legend and they're Athena 10 and you've got millions and dollar, millions of gold coins just filling your, your coffers. Not many of us do. I actually don't. I, I still hover around the few hundred thousand because I'm still working on buying all of the potential cosmetics in the game. And the time that I do get spent, I don't always uh, get a chance to turn everything that I get in. Sometimes I just give it away or I, I don't don't or I don't get it all. But as a result, I tend to have a moderate amount of gold, enough to, to buy what I want, but not necessarily enough to not ever care about being able to turn in every piece of loot. So with that this was one of those things where i feel like you could really you could really take advantage of the fact that you're you'd, you'd be able to get as much gold as you possibly can as in a short amount of time and i think if they if they do a good job of this if they tell people well in advance like that it's coming and that you can prep for it you can get some time off then I think you have the opportunity to really capitalize, plan it out, get some friends together, do stuff like that, and have fun playing the game and, and getting rewarded, you know, really well for it. You know, it's it's I, I think that that should be something that Rare does on a regular basis. I hope so. I really hope so. So this coming Wednesday, March 20th, we will finally get the full reveal of the mega update everything that has been coming and they've been working on they're going to be finally revealing a trailer telling us everything that's coming in that update they'll also be giving us the actual release date for that update and i couldn't be more excited there's so much that i want to know is coming i so much that i want to know like are we going to be getting all the different stuff that I've wanted in the past as far as like the lore stuff? Uh, are we ever going to, you know, will it be a new biome? Will it be mermaids? Will it be uh, a new, um, new threat, like a new AI threat? Like we just don't know at this point. And I'm really excited to find out like exactly what it is. Plus they said they're going to be throwing in the arena. So I'm really excited to see how that works out and see how well it plays. And I know they said that this was going to be pretty, pretty rudimentary when it first comes out and they'll iterate on it as it goes. But having a new reputation to be able to grind out should be really exciting. And I know that they, they, you know, any new cosmetics that, that are earned in there, they said are going to be transferring over to adventure. So it'll be cool to see stuff that's in adventure that isn't in uh, available in adventure, you know, uh, it, with the exclusivity of, of cosmetics with different download codes and stuff. This will be the first time that I think a lot of people that want to play the game in a more competitive short-term feature will be able to earn exclusive cosmetics and be like, hey, you know, I was the best in the arena and I'm in adventure with some friends right now, but I'm showing off that I'm a really good arena player. And I, I can't wait for that. So they did say that with the uh, update video, they will be doing a series of streams diving deeper into each of what these what, what the different aspects of the, the update is going to be. I don't know if this means that they're going to be actually like doing this as their weekly stream, because with, with the weekly stream, it's hard to come up with different things to do in the weekly stream. It's hard to kind of go back and say like, like, all right, what haven't we done or what new interesting thing can we do that doesn't require a lot of prep time that you can get done in a couple hours? So I think what they'll probably do is they'll, they'll probably keep maybe bringing a guest on and doing that, but maybe 
maybe this would be a good opportunity for them just to have devs and have the devs field questions or talk deeper about some of the things that are going to be coming with the mega update once the mega update is revealed then they can actually start talking more about how uh so for example let's just say that they did a big reveal trailer for the devil's roar and they finally got to talk about rowboats having streams persist past that time during because at the time they they released it about three weeks after the actual trailer went up so if they do something similar with this then march 20th will be wednesday they'll they'll be able to have the reveal trailer and then on the 27th the next week they'll start talking on the weekly or excuse me not the 27th the 26th which would be tuesday which is their normal weekly stream time they'll be able to talk about say like rowboats or uh They'll, they'll be able to talk about like the the different things with the, the volcanoes and when they go off, the lava or the boiling water. You know, they'll be able to dive deeper into cargo and, and how to transport it and the best ways to go about it. They'll be able to spend a couple hours really diving into that. They may even forego doing the actual sailing and may just have like a discussion kind of roundtable. So... I'm interested to see how these streams go. Uh, I feel like their their social media team and their uh, community management team have really moved past doing podcasts. Uh, the last podcast that they did was E3 of 2018. It's uh, at least I'm pretty sure that was the last one. Ooh. Ooh, I'm going to feel bad if I forgot that there was one since then. I feel like they haven't done one since then. But then again, I feel like there was one around November, December. I can't, I can't remember. That's okay. It, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, they've kind of moved away from podcasts. Uh, I'm assuming because I'm doing such a good job, but I'm, I'm in reality, it's probably just because not many people are looking for Sea of Thieves podcasts, unless you're deeply in love with the game or you're just picking up the game from the start and want to go back and listen to some of the older content and see what people were missing or see what you missed during those times that you weren't playing. So with this stream system, it's going to be interesting to see if they continue with actually playing and then just trying to talk through the actual gameplay session. And if that's the case, are they going to bring in guests to do that? Or do they want to keep it like dev team only and just have it focused on talking about the game? So I'm interested to see what's coming. I would love to find out what's coming. I'd love to find out like what's actually coming. I mean, we know... We know pets are coming, uh, probably, probably, well, we know the arena is coming. I would love for them to talk more about the arena. There's a lot of questions about that that I'm, I'm really interested to find out how it works, how it plays, just so many different questions in, involving the arena and how it's going to end up being, if it's, it's close to being ready, if they're almost done with it, like, will we, could we potentially see this update in April or is it something that is still like kind of far out? Like maybe may, I don't know. It's, it's weird. This, they haven't done this and they keep changing how they do this. And we haven't, we haven't really had like a good way of understanding like how they want to do their updates because they keep changing the formula on us. One thing that did pop into my head the other day, I was at work and I was just kind of daydreaming as I was working and something popped into my head while I was I was thinking about Sea of Thieves and the mega update because I was listening to some other podcasts and there was some mention, some discussion revolving around uh, Sony not being present for E3 and the 
kind of uh, the, the kind of dying of E3. And I kind of wonder, you know, like what with the with the mega update, we're going to find out when the release date is on the 20th. And the way I think about it, the more I'm kind of wondering, like, what is going to happen at E3 for Sea of Thieves? We know that Microsoft is going to be there and we know that Microsoft is probably going to have some cool information to talk about in the, the, you know, for the next year. But what does that mean for Sea of Thieves? Because as far as I understand it, they they probably have content planned that they're starting preliminary work on past the mega update. But from what I can tell, most of the people at the studio are working on this mega update. And if this is something that is due out prior to E3, then they're not going to have a whole lot to really talk about in E3 uh, in June. So I'm wondering, what does Sea of Thieves do during E3, during the biggest stage, the biggest platform for video game conversations you know what what do they say at e3 that's really going to stoke the fire on people's interest in this game now having the free weekend or having the free week for people to join up and try it out has been great having a renewed interest from streamers has been great having the build-up and uh, uh announcement for the the mega update and the the double xp and double gold weekend has been great having a new infrastructure for lore and quest systems is going to be interesting depending on however that works out i I can't wait to find out actually i'm really interested to find out how that system works out and having them being able to implement quests in faster is going to be great for the game but i still really love these big content updates that are planned out like when we knew that hungering deep was coming and that curse sales was coming later in the summer and then uh devil's roar was coming after or forsaken shores was coming after that it was it was great there was an amount of anticipation we we had a plan we had a a a roadmap that we were looking forward to and everything from now has been you know we've got build rat updates and we had the shrouded spoils which you know changed the game so dynamically to to make it so much more enjoyable with the emergent threats and different tools that are at our disposal and I, I wonder what's going to happen at E3. You know, wh- wh- what do you guys think they could possibly do that would keep them, uh, keep players' interests in Sea of Thieves post mega update? Or is the mega update going to be something that they're going to say like, hey, it's it's we're announcing it on the anniversary, but it's not out till June. Like it's it's dropping like during E3. Like that would be horrible for press to have to try and kind of say like, okay, well, this is all the stuff that's coming out for the mega update. And uh, we haven't got a chance to play it to tell you to tell you what it's like because we're all at E3. And if they do it at E3 or after E3, then what's the goal of announcing it during the one year anniversary to push people for another three months of waiting for this game uh, to have another major update like can mercenary voyages sustain it till e3 or after or does it have to come out sooner does it have to come out in april or may or early june and if it comes out around then i i don't know what they do for e3 i mean it's it seems like I mean, I'm sure they've got stuff planned, but 
what could they show off in E3 to, to tease people about what's coming? The trailer for uh, Devil's Roar was great. I loved it. I thought, or excuse me, not Devil's Roar. The trailer at E3 last year for Curse Sales was amazing. And it left a lot of us wondering what the heck everything was. Uh, could they get away with doing something like that? What do you think? Let me know. Last bit of news that I wanted to talk about revolves around the update that's coming on March 20th. And it's just a couple quick things that Joe mentioned that I know a lot of people have been asking for and something that's just a good quality of life change. So again, Joe talks about the fact that they're taking a look at the balancing for weapons. Uh, we've had issues with swords. That seems to be a lot better now. I haven't had very much issue with that, but it still comes around the idea of having a delay when you pull up a weapon after running and this is something that I've had a lot of problems with when uh, not not so much problems I, I can't say that I really had problems but there's been a slight nuisance when you're running you have a weapon ready you run from say like a powder keg skeleton and you jump around and you try to ADS down to snipe out a the barrel so that you can you know get back to what you're doing and blow up the barrel and you have that delay. You have that slight delay from when you have to pull your gun up at the ready to be able to shoot it. And that sometimes can give them just enough distance to uh, be able to get close enough to where that that barrel does damage. If you don't want to, if you don't have a whole lot of room to run, or you just don't want to run that far, and they're taking that out. So in the March 20th update, not only are we getting new mercenary voyages uh, for, for uh, replacing the old ones, but they're also going to be removing the weapon delay for when you stop running and you have a gun uh, equipped. So that's going to be nice, especially in the PVE side of, of having to deal with skeletons and barrels. Uh, with the mouse and keyboard support that's coming in on March 20th that's something that I know a couple people that have chatted with me about this should be very excited and that's something that I think a lot of people have asked for and want on the Xbox now this isn't going to improve load times now that's something I always recommend people if you can uh, afford to do so try and get an SSD for your Xbox so that you can actually use that to save uh, or to have Sea of Thieves on your SSD for your Xbox that's going to vastly improve the actual load times with those solid state drives but if you are predominantly a mouse and keyboard player or that's where you feel like you get a lot more uh, dexterity when you're actually playing that support is coming with the with the update on march 20th a uh, quick note about that that doesn't uh, mean that that will separate players because remember in the mega update we're going to be getting that or actually i'm pretty sure it's a mega update we're going to be getting that crossplay opting feature uh, that's not coming soon we don't know i'm pretty sure it's coming with the mega update but i can't quite remember so with the with the cross play options uh not yet available there's going to be a time where you're going to be mixed crews, uh, PC and Xbox, but Xbox players can be using mouse and keyboard support as of the 20th. Uh, they're also adding chat pad support, which if you're not familiar, was a an attachment for the 360 that you could plug into the bottom of your Xbox controller 
And I think they're around $20 right now. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think that they're terribly expensive. And this is kind of like having like a little Motorola phone keypad, a little QWERTY keypad uh, underneath your actual controller. And this gives you the opportunity to punch out a message using T to open up the pirate text, just like you would on PC, and then being able to type out normally and send a message. Uh, it does have a pass-through for a headphone, for, for like a three and a half millimeter headphone jack. So if you are playing with a controller and you're tired of not being able to type out stuff to people if they can't hear you or if you're in a party chat, having a chat pad might be a good opportunity for you to start using that functionality that PC players have had since launch. And if you really want to go gun ho you can always start training yourself on how to play with a mouse and keyboard to try and do those uh, 360 no scopes that pirate PC players are so infamous for. Uh, that has never worked in my entire life. So if you guys are, aren't excited for the, the March 20th update, I, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, there's a lot of great stuff coming for Xbox players. They've constantly been improving uh, load times for them. They've constantly been adding features and functionality for Xbox players. And we're getting more frequent updates in the form of voyages. So things are doing great for the game, man. I I can't I can't believe just how much work and effort they're putting into this game and coming out with monthly updates if not bi-month or bi-weekly updates to improve the game and continuously give us something to do that's fresh something that's better than having a build rat adventure that's just a month long I know I've been talking a lot about that but it just boggles my mind that we're getting these updates so frequently now uh, I think that's I think that's about it for the update. Next on today's docket, a first mate's log with Kylia and Drunken Monkey. Kylia wrote in to me, well, we certainly had an exciting night from Kylia and Drunken Monkey. Because the game loves us, it spawned us at Sailor's Bounty. We headed south in an attempt to avoid a nearby galleon that already sunk us once. As we were into the wind and making no progress, we decided to drop our voyage for Order of Souls. And, of course, our first island was Wanderer's Refuge. There was a brigantine reaper at the island, so we parked on the opposite side and I ran over to make our presence known. They waved as Monkey and I valiantly worked on our mission and died a lot, and they headed off. Right after... A different brig rolled up on us and announced they were the Sea of Thieves police. Did we have any chickens? Did we have any concerns? Had anyone been bothering us? They wanted to make sure to prevent any chicken molestation. Their crew consisted of a pirate legend who was driving, the talkative one, and the third one who was... interesting. The third was wearing a toga-type outfit with lipstick. I complimented him on his outfit, and he got very excited and ran to the bottom of our ship so he could <clears throat> show me his George Washington cosplay. I believe they were all in middle school range. After George showed off his quite impressive outfit and a little more insanity, they decided to head out. We popped back to the other side of the island to find another brig. I let them know we were there and friendly, and they said there were another brig crew that was aggressive and chasing them. I saw it in the distance circling. That's right, 
four brigs, and a galley in the vicinity of our little sloop. They also mentioned they had an encounter with the Sea of Thieves police, but that they were friendly, who I also saw in the distance. I offered to pull the sloop around to offer more presence and firepower if needed, and they accepted. Monkey and I sailed around the island just as a storm rolled in, and I don't know if it was because it was night, storm, or they were just liars, but they immediately opened fire on us. The brig in the distance saw them open fire and closed in, taking advantage of the chaos. I died from a direct cannon hit. I had no idea where Monkey was. Panic set in. While loading back from the ferry, I heard voices. Not monkeys. It was the Sea of Thieves police. They had seen the attack and come to help. They were bailing and repairing us. I attempted to go above deck and see what was happening as they were now, uh, there were now us plus three brigs in the immediate vicinity. And... We were still being bombarded. I died from a direct cannon hit again. Uh, I, I gotta add, those guys actually are pretty good shots. I came back from the ferry again and heard our police companions saying that they have to go back to their ship now. I helped with some final repairs, go above deck to see the ship was attacking us was gone. The aggressive brig then turned around, turned toward the police brig, hence why they had to go. And I saw Monkey jump into the water. There's loot from the uh, traitorous brig in the water. And my eyes caught a desperately needed emerald gem out there. I leapt after Monkey and passed him as I'm headed uh, toward the gem. He had a tail, not literally. I I broke out my sword and started attacking the offensive, offending pirates to save my life. I grabbed the, the emerald gem, swam as fast as I could back to the ship, and yelled for Monkey to grab one more piece of loot and that we were leaving the rest and getting out of here because now the police brig is sinking. The aggressive brig turned toward us. I heard Monkey grab the ladder, turned the sloop, and the race was on. I went directly into the wind because this was our only hope. My heart was beating so fast I could hear it. My focus was intense. The brig was gaining on us and began to weave so they could shoot people out of the cannons at us. I could hear them landing right next to us so I could hear their swimming. Why didn't they go back for all the loot we left in the water? I wasn't sure how long we could keep it up, and when I saw a fog bank ahead, I checked the map for islands and went full speed ahead. They pursued. They were so close enough that they could hear us talk, so I asked Monkey to let me know when he couldn't see them anymore. He gave me the signal we were heading north. I waited 30 seconds, held my breath, checked the wind direction, cranked the wheel to the southeast, and caught the wind full speed. Those were the longest few minutes of my life. When we broke out of that fog bank and headed toward Ancient Spire, I thought for sure they'd caught on to our trick. But we were victorious. We made it to the outpost, turned in our loot, and while it wasn't much, I think it was the most valuable loot I've ever earned. Kylia, thank you for that email. It was enthralling to read. It sounded like quite an adventure. And I have to say, I had quite one 
quite a, a great adventure myself. Uh, Saturday night, I don't know what what inspired me, but late, late at night, I decided to jump in with some of the Sea of Thieves uh, folks, and they had an alliance, and they were looking for players to party up with Papa Yeti on a sloop. Now, this was Rust Belt Kid, El Jefe, and uh, um, oh, Fleet Fox, oh, Fleet Fox 90? Oh, no, I forgot. I'm sorry, Fox. I didn't mean to. Uh, so, they had a galleon with three people and needed an additional person for the sloop for Papa Yeti. And the plan was we were going to do Devil's Roar Athena's to try and get up as much shared gold as possible. Well, they had already had a couple voyages done and didn't have very much left of their Athena's to do. Whilst Yeti and I were actually starting out on a Devil's Roar Athena from the get-go. We had spent most of the night just going from island to island to island when we noticed, uh, I noticed that there was a person constantly showing up on the uh, ferryman. But there was no ships in the area. And after myself and Yeti had noticed this person once or twice on the ferry, it started appearing in my mind that this was a little suspicious. And that's when uh, Yeti had gotten a text message from Rust Belt Kid saying that there was a brig nearby and that they had tried to board uh, them. And they had had one person sneak aboard their ship. And that person was the same person that had actually been on the ferry the first couple times we had saw them. This, this dark messiah person. So we kind of realized what was going on. There was a brig out there trying to hide out and trying to take advantage of people working on Devil Roar Athenas. So... Papa Yeti and I decided we were in the northern half and the brig was in the southern half with our galleon friends. The galleon kept their distance and they were just kind of working on voyages. But there was one last Athena's chest that they couldn't, or one last chest down on Ashen's verdict that they, uh, that they couldn't quite get. The, the roar, the volcanoes had taken their toll on their ship. They had to leave and they died on the island before getting the last chest up. And that was when the brig started to pursue them and move around. About this time, we, myself and Yeti, were, were about halfway done with uh, our Athenas. We had two main islands, Ruby's Fall and Ashton's Verdict, that we had left to do. So we planned on turning in most of what we had and going out and getting those last couple ones done and just to meet up with the galleon over at Ruby's. So... When we found out uh, that we were heading over to Morrow's outpost, uh, Morrow's pecan post, we found out that they said that one of them, uh, Dark Messiah, had been camping out at Morrow's peak outpost and to be cautious. So we sailed over there and sure enough, there's a mermaid in the water. And at this point, we turned around and figured, you know, there's not much going on that we can do. We can't turn in because we know there's someone there unless we kill that person. The brig's out of the area. So we know that as soon as they die, they'll probably start heading over to the actual outpost. So we'd flip around. We do a U-turn and we start sailing towards Ruby's and I shoot myself out of the cannon towards Morrow Peak outpost. I head up to the tavern and and sure enough, there's a powder keg parked right up next to the inside of the tavern door. So I blow that up and get rid of it. And I find the person sleeping uh, on the wreck of the um, of the, the shroud breaker. We have an exchange and he ends up getting me in the end because I think there was one or two people there. And I just didn't notice that there was more than one. So we sail around and we plan on going to uh, Ancient Spire Outpost. But... 
um, I can't remember what happened. We we did something where we were we were heading to. I know we were heading to Kraken's Fall, but I think this was afterhand. I can't remember the quite the reason why, but I remember we were heading out towards Ancient Spire. That's what it was. We were heading out towards Ancient Spire. We were going to turn in there, and I decided I was going to give it another shot. This time uh, away from the site of the Shroud Breaker, I shot our shot ourselves from the north side of Morrow's Peak Outpost over to Morrow's Peak and swam quite a long distance at least three mermaid spawn distance to get to the island i found the person and managed to actually kill him meanwhile papa yeti is soloing his way over to ancient spire outpost when he catches wind of uh, ancient of the the brig who's trying to cut him off uh since we were in party chat with everyone else we decided go ahead come about and head over to morrow's peak outpost and have the galleon sail over to run interference it worked perfectly it was awesome yeti managed to get over to morrow's peak i grabbed a mermaid just to make sure that it was disappeared and sailed over with him to morrow's peak we turned in everything that we had and the galleon sailed over and cut off the brig preventing them from getting a good angle to shoot people over it was at this point that i realized that these guys were better sword fighters and gunmen than they were at firing because they didn't shoot one shot at the galleon they proceeded to try and shoot people aboard the the galleon and over to us instead of trying to take a ship to ship fight that's when i realized that the best way we're going to handle these guys is if we go ship to ship combat they're going to just try and f fire people over board drop the anchor and use a sitting target uh to to try and take a ship down meanwhile they kill people on the ship so if we don't let them on the ship we win so we got everything turned in and we proceeded over to ruby's fall uh, uh we we managed to get a majority or no wait how did this go we ah i remember now okay so we wanted to turn in over at morrow's peak we got two items turned in and then we dropped sails and started sailing towards ancient spire meanwhile the galleon and the brig are circling around towards the north side of uh, morrow's peak outpost and they start coming around south uh on the southeast side of it um, they bought us enough time to let us get over to Ancient Spire Outpost. As Yeti and I drop anchor, we're sailing in hard into um, our, uh, Ancient Spire Outpost, and we get all of our treasure turned in on the Alliance. It was at this point that we restocked and we started to sail outward towards the Devil's Roar again. Now, bear in mind the the brig and the the galleon had been kind of exchanging fights. You know, they'd shoot people over and they'd shoot cannon balls back and forth and a ghost ship would uh, spawn on them trying to take out both so I can't remember how this went but I'm pretty sure that what happened was they either got sunk or scuttled and we didn't see anything from them but by the time Yeti and I made it back over to the galleon we killed the one uh, cursed ship and another one spawned shortly afterwards underneath a um, underneath a an active volcano so Yeti and I are having a heck of a time. We we finally finish up Ruby's Fall and we finally make it over to Ashen's Verdict where we've now got skeletons and chests to contend with. There's a, a set of four skeleton captains there for some reason and four chests that we have to get. And as we're killing all of these skeletons, what shows up but the brig and the galleons with us at this time rust belt uh fox and el jefe uh esteban are are at the helm 
trying to cut off this galleon, buying us time to be able to try and get it. And they finally finished digging up their one chest. So they know where their Athena's is. And they tried to take the, the they actually tried to take off with the uh, the brig to, to get them away from us so that we can work on it. And unfortunately, it doesn't work out very well. We have a huge fight with our two ships versus the brig at Ashen's Verdict. After they had sunk, they came back another time and then asked for us to be friendly and to join an alliance. And we weren't having it. We weren't going to trust these guys. I got onto their ship and I realized that the reason why these guys had been gone for a little bit is they had actually killed four skeleton captains on an Athena's that they were working on out in the roar. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> if this is how this is going to be, then I'm going to take this chest of sorrows they had on their main deck and I'm planting that thing up in the crow's nest and I'm killing anyone that tries to come down below deck to see if they can try and repair holes that aren't there. So... We successfully sink them another time, and I start gathering up loot to try and take it to the beach, but I'm dealing with sharks, I'm dealing with skeletons, I'm dealing with uh, leftover pirates from the wreck, and eventually I end up dying and having to come back to the to the sloop. So this this goes on for hours. We kill them, we sink them, they come back. We kill them, they sink them, they come back. Finally, at one point, we managed to, uh, they, they leave us alone for quite a while. We actually think that they've left the server at one point and come to find out the galleon is heading up towards uh, Cinder Islet where their uh, Athena's chest is and they see the brig. And I don't know what the what happened because at the time we were busy on our own island digging up chests and killing skeletons and gathering what had to have been at least eight skulls and four chests plus a couple extra that were left over from when they were peeing chests just to just to try and get rid of the voyage. And all I can tell from the conversation going on over the party chat is that the brig crew has someone there talking over pirate text and Rust Belt manages and i'm pretty sure it was rust belt manages to steal their athena's chest that's right they had a devil's roar athena on the last island at asian ash and verdict we killed the skeletons there freeing up their chest and he manages to dig up or steal their chest and he's now in the water swimming away with their ashen Athena's chest and he they're they're just freaking out trying to find out because they tried to they joined our alliance at one point and this is a good this is a good thing for everyone to learn if you do an Athena's or if you do an alliance I should say if you get into an alliance and you don't want other people joining that alliance take down that join flag you will still stay in that alliance you just won't have the offer alliance flag up because otherwise people are going to just come over and start leeching uh leeching your your xp le leeching your gold so it's one of those things where they joined it we had to break the alliance because we weren't going to give them the satisfaction of spawning nearby because they already took advantage of that one time but since we had broken the alliance, we hadn't had a chance to join up again. And now Rustbelt, Hefe, and Fox are sailing towards Ancient Spire to, to actually turn in this stolen Athena's chest that they managed to get. And they hadn't even dug up their own. Their, theirs was still buried on the island that they were over there. So... Rusbe or uh, so so Yeti and I finish up at Ashens and we start to sail north towards uh, our brimstone 
Athenas. We dig up our Athenas and head over to Cinder Islet and realize that we can't dig theirs up unless they're nearby on the actual island. For whatever reason, like even if they were in alliance, they, we could we still couldn't do it. So we join alliance. We dig up the chest and we head over to Morrow's or Morrow's Peak outpost and get a great victory shot of hours hours of suffering and frustration and excitement and and just just overjoyed at the fact that we survived this crew constantly barraging us with fresh ships to try and take us out to try and steal us to try and steal everything that we'd worked so hard to get only for us to to sink them take them out take all of their treasure take everything that they had and including their devil's roar athena chest I couldn't have been more happy. This was a great night and a great victory for the Keelhaul Discord. And I was so, so excited when we were finally, we were exhausted. It was four in the morning Pacific time by the time we finished up. It was insane that we made it through all that. And it was so satisfying to help try and get Yeti closer to that Pirate Legend status. The, the whole Discord has been working so hard to try and get everyone up to Pirate Legend before the one year anniversary. And kudos to them. For, for doing it. So many of us have celebrated internally just all the all the joy of hitting Pirate Legend. And man, if not for the great people working hard to to try and bring everyone up to Pirate Legend, I, I don't know. I, man, I don't know that people would continue playing it. They've been working so hard and so many have made it. There's a few that are still fresh to the game and haven't put in as much time, so it's going to be a lot harder for them to try and get it. But the ones that were close this weekend has made a huge difference, and I'm so proud of them for working so hard at it. I was there. Did I ever tell you that? I was there when the Devil's Shroud was first pulled away, and pirates from across the ocean came to this unique place. It didn't take long for crews to form up and adventures to begin, the likes of which many of us had never seen. I was there when washed upon the shores of Sharkbait Cove, Merrick greeted us all and told us of a beast that had destroyed his ship and left him for dead. The Hungering One. Now we have all faced many a foe, but nothing quite compares to the true Hungering One. A Megalodon unlike any other. The full size of a galleon with rows upon rows of teeth. A ship killer made of blood and muscle and bone. Now I've thought about that day time and time again. And I still wear the jaws of the beast burned into my chest as a reminder of an epic adventure. And the death of any creature that would seek to claim the sea that was rightfully mine. The Hungering One was dead. Or so I thought. So we all thought. They say the Shrouded One can only be found in the midst of the densest fog. Others say it swims in the heat of the Devil's Roar. Still some even say in the shores of plenty a white fin has appeared to end the voyages of true honorable pirates. But I tell ye, I've been sailing the seas for quite some time, and I've never seen anything like this ghostly megalodon that the Bill's Rats claim haunts the waves beneath us. But yet the stories still grow, and any creature that seeks to terrorize our sea has my blade and irons to face as payment in full. Nightly, I've taken to the seas with friends and allies, forsaking all treasures in my pursuit of this mythical beast. Days have become weeks, and as weeks seek to turn into months, the image of this fictitious fish floods me nightmares and begins haunting my very soul. The White Meg, 
the Shrouded One. Could such a creature truly even exist? The waves of my sanity were beginning to unfold as on one night, I had looped around the seas fighting the remnants of Wanda's fleet and putting down blue and black fins here and there. When I came across a crew of young pirates, new to the seas and eager to start their adventure, I informed them of my query and set them on their way, ordering them to send word as soon as they saw any sign of the White Meg. Off they went as my crewman Rustbelt and I headed to the west in the opposing direction. We were halfway to Smuggler's Bay when all of a sudden we got word. The young crew had indeed spotted a white fin in the Devil's Roar. We turned in haste, and while the wind was not at our back, we took every opportunity to gather ourselves, supply up, and ready for the ultimate fight. My head was flooded once more with thoughts of the Hungering One, and the battle I bore tribute to on my chest. In preparation, I lifted the drum gifted to me by Merrick himself, and together we played the summoning tune. As we sharpened our blades and filled our bellies and loaded the cannons, the final word we got from the young lads was their ship was sinking fast, and in my final command I warned them to do what they had to do, sacrifice their ship if they must, but keep the beast at bay. Do not, under any circumstances, try to destroy it, as only at my hands it would face its end. Now along the way we heard a familiar sound as a red-finned megalodon picked up our scent. We had, after all, set down a few of its brethren throughout our voyage, but with one true target spotted in the east. We held our fire and made full haste to outrun the fiend, leaving it swirling behind us. We arrived to the coordinates just as the other sloop was going down, and as we raised sail and looked about, there was no visible sign of the creature, though the turning water beneath us gave hint that we were not alone. First a rumbling, then a splashing. The ship began to toss. We readied ourselves, sword in hand, as we gazed wide-eyed from the helm, then suddenly a roaring cry as the red beastly horror from before appeared once again. I cursed the gods of the sea and unlaced the rage of a thousand sailors on the flailing false fish. I had come to pursue the shrouded white meg, and all that was here to face my wrath was this red-finned nuisance from before. We shot it down and sliced it to bits, collecting the loot that lay within, but I cared not for these trinkets. I wasn't here for gold. I was here for glory and it was denied me yet again. Time after time, night after night, does this creature even exist? Is it merely a fairy story meant to scare young sailors into submission? The bilge rats, after all, are not the most trustworthy of pirates. But know this, as the spoils of the shroud surround us, and as the new challenges are presented, old Captain Jorvik will always be casting an eye to the deep. And while the shroud descending will scare lesser pirates off to go running, I shall always charge forth in pursuit of the great white Meg, until she is truly slain by my command. Some say it's a ghost, but I've gone to war with the undead. I've faced the fires of hell itself, and risen my grog with the legends of old. A ghost story, they say. You best start believing in ghost stories, says I. We're all in one. Keep an eye to the shroud and an ear to the seas. This be Captain Jorvik, signing out. Alright pirates, you've heard the stories, you've listened to the tales, but now it is time for any last words. This week I wanted to see if anyone would remember to do this and I didn't bother to post 
on Thursday reminding folks that I'm looking for those uh, questions. I'm looking for those interesting discussion driving questions that are going to really put me to the test on my Sea of Thieves knowledge or maybe even just what kind of weird speculation I can get out there with. So again, kudos out to X-Ray Lex for coming out and posting his any last words. He gave me two questions this week. Do you think the time is right for the Pirate Legend level cap to be lifted? or some new form of progression for Pirate Legend 10s. So if I I honestly don't think that there should be a lift to the Pirate Legend cap. And the reason for it is because I think that having multiple reputations uh, future or with the like say like with the sea donks is going to be very interesting to see just how people decide to hit pirate legend it's going to make it a lot different a lot more different for other people who are better at pvp but not necessarily the greatest at catching snakes although i would say both are very dangerous in nature so with the pirate legend cap being in place what i do think they need to do is something that i talked about in a, a way way earlier episode like a long time ago i thought of uh the idea of having well i can't say that I thought of it. It's been something that I've seen in other games. So I guess the idea is not original, but my implementation for it would be new to Sea of Thieves. And that is resetting your levels. I would love, I would absolutely love a way to be able to prestige in this game, to be able to reset my levels while retaining all my ranks titles and and like everything else just to kind of grind through it again give me something to work towards i already have pirate legend uh status i already have athena's 10 and i would love to be able to reset that to be able to say look i i've already done it and part of the reason why i think this would be a great system is recently i was digging through the forums and i found someone who had posted on there that they were kind of upset they went ahead and they reset their pirate because they wanted to do that grind again they didn't want to buy a second account they didn't want to purchase the game a second time they just wanted to be able to play through that grind and start it up again with one of their friends who had just recently picked up the game and as such their pirate legend status was gone and they have potentially missed out on this year one gift from rare for all the people that hit pirate legend because they reset so recently they're probably going to miss out on this and it's kind of a shame because they put in the work they did the due diligence of hitting pirate legend before one year but they're going to miss out on those on those uh, cosmetics and it's, it's a big bummer because they they deserve that they just wanted to be able to play the game around the same levels as their friend when they joined up and having a prestige system to give you the opportunity to reset your levels at any time and work towards that grind again that should be implemented somehow that would be a great way for us to be able to enjoy going through and finding out getting those levels again even if we already have everything unlocked just the fun of actually doing it would be fun or the fun of doing it never mind you know what i mean and I just I hope that that's something that Rare takes a serious glance at. I hope that someone in the team is listening and can pass that along to the right people and say, look, people are missing out because they wanted to re-roll their pirate. They wanted to go through the grind again. And now we're offering exclusives to Pirate Legends at a set time without very, with very little time to, to give people to actually grind it out again. And while it's a lot easier to do, this kind of kills it uh, for them because they, they may want those cosmetics, but they won't get them because they decided to do something that the game isn't offering them. 
and I don't know why that would be a hard thing to implement. Maybe a few months worth of development, UI implementations, systems. I, I Again, I'm armchair developing at this point, but I think that's something that could be possible and there's not much reason why it, why it shouldn't be why it would deter from gameplay if anything it would give someone something to do again instead of not having to worry about rep or gold uh that's something that i just don't care about as much anymore the gold less so but the the rep i just don't think about it anymore the next question that he gave us was after this weekend people are starting to to amass a lot of gold and many have already bought all the cosmetics what can be added for pirates to spend their cash on so this is interesting because I tend to see uh, three groups of people. There's the people who have played the game and saved up so much that they don't necessarily want the cosmetics or they've already purchased them and they've just played enough to the point where they have over a million's worth of gold. Uh, and then there's the other group that tends to hover somewhere in the low hundred thousands, which is where I tend to stay. And that's because I'm either still purchasing everything or I just don't spend a lot of time uh, grinding out gold or, or keeping the gold that I have. And there's the other group that are, that are the, the young bucks, the, the ones that are out there still trying to make their name as a pirate, still trying to get as much cash as they are. Their, their treasure is a lot lower than they normally uh, would that you would normally see from people that are playing the game for a while. And for the people to to for, for the pirates that have millions of gold, uh, I don't know that they're necessarily looking for a gold sink. Um, I, I know we all want cosmetics. And we're, we've kind of missed the timing for what we were expecting as far as having regular iterations to the game. Everything that we've been getting since Shrouded Spoils are all bilge rat things, and they've all been designed to give us a bunch of gold. Uh, very few of those bilge rat adventures have been set up to give us some sort of uh, like merchant threat, uh, where we have to go out and get a bunch of merchant stuff or uh, order of souls. Like we haven't really had anything like that. Uh, everything's been revolving around gilded missions, gilded voyages, and heavily on the gold hoarder side. So while the gold may be the same output the difficulty has been a lot less because of the 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 nature of the gold of the the build rat adventure so i don't know that we need anything to really soak uh, a lot of the gold out of the game i think a lot of people are still looking to buy a lot of the stuff in game and if there was like really expensive items then they we would just end up with one vendor say like the pirate legend shipwright who has items that are half a million gold and just a few of those um i imagine that once we get more items for uh pirate legends or for athenas that are locked behind those uh commendations that i imagine some of that gold sink will will dive dip down uh, or not i guess the gold sink won't dip down but the the gold value will dip down because they they've kind of sunk in a lot of that gold into those new cosmetics but for now i i don't see it really as a problem i mean it's it's just a number and eventually at some point in the game for every pirate it'll be a, a number that doesn't matter as much as it used to and i think that people will just enjoy being able to buy all the cosmetics when they come out and be able to use them uh because they've been playing the game and they're reward for playing the game is the gold that they earn all right pirates that's gonna do it for this week's episode of keelhaunt podcast i hope you enjoyed it i hope you had a good time if you did do me a favor 
send out some of that love. Go to the Apple Podcast website if you have iTunes or if you have Apple products. Throw me a review. Honest review. I'd appreciate five stars, but it doesn't matter. And in the end of the day, I just hope that you enjoy this. Um, before I go, I just wanted to let you know you can always reach out to me. There's plenty of ways to do it. You can always hit me up on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. If you want to get your first mate's log into the podcast and think it's worthy, type it up for me. Send it to me in email at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. If you just want to say hi, how's it going? You know, whatever you want to say, you can always do so on Xbox as well too. C-A-P-T-A-I-N. L-O-G-U-N is my gamer tag. Feel free to drop me a line. I love hearing from folks. And if you want to become a part of the Keelhauled Podcast crew, you can always do so by joining the, the Discord server. It's free. It's a great tool. And I love grabbing pirates from there, jumping in when someone needs help, and having a fun adventure as a result. The link is always in the show notes, and I encourage anyone that wants to sail around with other pirates and have a good time, especially with a mega update coming sometime this year, It'll be great to have more and more people helping each other out. Pirates, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.